Yeah, I see him. I see him. I see you. This is like the romper room. Yo, welcome to, to Beat People Live. This is the podcast where we talk about music tech from the uh, hip hop and beat maker perspective. And I got my peoples on the panel. I got Stony. What up, Stony? You out in the hey, streets? Hey, what's up, y'all? Word. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. We got Ken Flux Pierce. What's going on, brother? Man, I'll be uh, I'll be hopping in and out of the chat. Uh, sporadically today I'm uh, I'm still working on building my new house and new studio so kind of in and out my man we're gonna have to do one of those uh junkie xl episodes at your new studio oh, you yeah. Build it. yeah oh yeah when it gets to that episode, phase we'll definitely do an expose on it i'm coming to your house when it get built and we just gonna do the beat people live from there Yep. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I plan. I do plan on doing some videos on on some some of the more mundane stuff like the the cable management that I'm going to be doing because I got some pretty novel ideas for how I'm going to do my cable management. So, word. And we got D still. What's going on, bro? What up, man? You know, it's a, a quiet Saturday when I'm just drinking iced coffee in the studio, uh, writing music. You already know. Oh, it's, word. Oh. Yeah, man. Me, I'm just over here getting phone calls in the middle of my show. <laughs> hey, I, nice. on, on the low, on the low, I'm here on the other side, like on the other screen. I'm here trying to sell some stuff because I'm trying to get these new uh, synths that are coming out. And I'm trying to like sell some gear so that I can buy some new gear. So, Oh, word. Hey, yeah, really- well, let, let's let's talk about that right quick. Well, what I want to get into, I, I kind of build the show as uh you know, this is like Groovebox Fever out there uh, mm-hmm. lately. I don't know what the hell. 2017 is becoming the Groovebox year. Yeah. Um, with M- with with the NPCs coming out and then unexpectedly, uh, we, we knew Digitac was coming, but we did not know about the explosion of um, MK2 oh, boxes from Electron. Yeah. So yep. it, is that what is that what you are uh, pawning and hacking stuff for? Yep, definitely. <laughs> what you got your definitely. eye on, man? All of them. <laughs> Word. No, seriously, like no joke. All of them, man. All. <laughs> so you. I, so you you not only uh, into the the rhythm, but like okay, so rhythm MK two. There's octatrack rhythm, MK two and there's analog MK2, four MK two and, uh, and analog four MK two. That's where I'm at, man. Mm. Um, I think for me, it's just trying to. Uh, switch my thinking okay. and creating, creating music in a whole different way. That's going to be, it's going to put me in a new place with music, Word. you know? So, so that's kind of where I'm at. Cause sometimes you just got to get new gear in order to make music. As long as you don't sell that OP one. I'm not going to sell it, dude. Yeah. I know you're not. Cause I'll slap you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll march my butt over there and have a seriously stern conversation with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not getting rid of that. Oh, Corey, let's add the Digitac to that too. Oh yeah, the Digitac. So you want the Digitac too on top of on top yeah. of that. So Stony, what you got your eye on any of these electron boxes? You know what? It's 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 a double edged sword for me, right? There's to me space, you know, I, I see all these new pieces coming out and all the gear and the X and all the electron stuff and it'd be nice to get my hands on them and play with them but at the same time about 
you know, the culture of gear whores, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, okay, there's new gear coming out. I have to have all this new gear to change my shit up or to be better. But the reality is, you know, does it change your perspective? Does it really change your sound? Does it change your mind, the way that you think? You know, what is new about these new pieces that's going to change the way that you approach music, right? So, yeah. um that are coming out are going to add something different than I've never seen before that I've no, never... No, I don't think it's going to add something then, different. Then, yeah, I don't think it's going to add something then, different. Then, it's going to change my workflow. Then, then for me, me personally, you know, um, I don't want to get clouded with gear. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the cloudiness with so much pieces of gear that you're not actually doing anything significant. And then there's it's just so awesome. You know, I mean, the Digitac, I think, is, is so cute because it's something I could put in my backpack and go make music without my laptop. Right? Yeah. So I no think doubt. that's pretty cool. Um, the, the electron stuff I like because I can use without needing software and without needing a laptop. You know, mm-hmm. that's cool. You, a question, though. Together. The um, so the new electron stuff. The only just to preface this, the only one out of all the new electron stuff that interests me at all is the rhythm, and the only aspect of the rhythm that interests me is the fact that um, they added internal sampling without having to do like importing. Like I had a rhythm, I had a rhythm, and I didn't like. I liked it. I thought it sounded wonderful, but I didn't really like the workflow. Um, and I hated the fact that I had to import samples in a kind of clunky manner. Oh, that sucks. But one that, of the things horrible. about it that, that really <laughs> about it that really struck me is so they added all this cool stuff. They added bigger pads, which I highly doubt that those pads are gonna be very finger drumming uh, friendly. So that doesn't really but the main thing was the the sampling and the so now they're charging for their overbridge premium and the overbridge premium it looks like doesn't do a whole heck of a lot more than the original free version of it did but the basic version takes away things that the free version of it used to do so i'm kind of confused by that because the price point is a little bit higher too isn't it uh yeah yeah so that that is a huge thing actually Karen. i'm glad you bring it up because that's <clears throat> okay so firstly i think if i'm not mistaken i remember electron making some sort of de- declaration of or promise that they would never charge for software updates. Um, and yeah, over, I think Overbridge, I remember that too. Yeah. And Overbridge was a huge part of that. Um, and, you know, the, depending on who you ask, depends on, you know, people were on both sides of that argument, either side of the argument. But yeah, so the MK1 boxes, like uh, I had course, Analog 4, I had what, Analog Rhythm. Are, hmm? are you excited about, how do you feel about the new stuff coming well, the, I, I actually am excited about the rhythm. Um, I sold my analog four. It's not because I didn't like the analog four, but I just found over the last year I hadn't used it. So I, I traded it and ended up getting a, a, a vintage JX three P. So cause that was something I've always wanted. So it sounds like a better situation for me, but yeah, I'm into the analog rhythm NK two, the, the, for a couple of reasons. One, the fact that it has sampling on it now and two, because it has larger pads on it. And 
I kind of like the redesign. I think one of the things yeah, that, that can, yeah. yeah, the redesign is kind of dope. It it looks like nothing out there. Uh, and one of the things that Ken had been mentioning before is he was waiting for them to kind of kind of uh, step into less of a more refined design, I think, and, and, and to kind of sum it Yeah, up. yeah. I just did. I just always felt that like for the amount of money that I paid for my rhythm, I felt that it still felt very DIY looking. It, it still felt like a lot like a like a product that was made from their basement and the the sid the sid station it was fine for that because that's basically what it was but as as their company progressed i felt like coming bigger and you know really excelling at their sound and everything i just never felt that their hardware design really reflected how cooler boxes were so mm-hmm. I, I, i'm pretty happy to see that they they redesigned them and make them look sleeker i'm not a huge fan of the color but at the same time that doesn't really bother me there's things so, like style flip out there and whatnot so that doesn't really bother me one way or the so, other so um so Corey, for me it's it's a little bit different i'm gonna be brand new to the electron workflow right right um and and that's why it's exciting to me because I'm one of those dudes that I love challenges. I love challenges and I love things. Like when I first got the OP1, it was challenging for me, but I sat there every night up sitting on the couch, you know, making beats with it and I learned it and now I can use it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Electron stuff is exciting for me because my whole life I've been thinking about creating patterns in an MPC-based way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is what I, which most of us started with the whole MPC style. Sorry, of- really quickly. Hmm? What's up? Stoney, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Are you, uh, did, you get, did you get a chance to touch any of the new stuff being that you had the old stuff? Have you had a chance to do like a comparison? With no. Units with the new units that are coming? No, actually, I haven't done a comparison. Um, well, you mean like with, phys- with physically having the units or, well, just, or just kind of discussing what the differences are between the two? Right. Discussing it because I know you have a I know you have a relationship with those guys. And um, yeah, like this discussing like what's to come versus what they used to have. What is your take on that? Well, let me, let, let's let, let's start there. OK, so let's start there uh, with the analog rhythm um, right on their page. It says what's new. Right. So with the analog rhythm right away, what's new? The biggest thing is the sampling capability. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a huge thing. Uh, the reason that's something new is because the, the analog rhythm is not a sampler, at least MK1, the OG version is not. It does play samples. It's a sample player. It's a sample but playback. It's, yeah, yeah, and it's horrible how you have to. There's there's a couple different ways how you have to get the samples in there, but I don't like it, and it takes forever, and it's very clunky. I think they should have thought that out a little bit more beforehand. That the uh, with Digitech they have a, a a transfer app where you can you know the program is on your computer and you can transfer things to the Digitech to and from the Digitech. That's what they should have created for the rhythm in the first place, but. And I think that'll be compatible with this, too. But the fact that, you know, sample compatibility, this thing samples now. And I don't know just yet. I know it has the same sample button as the Digitech. So it could be that it's the Digitech sample engine altogether. So whatever's familiar about Digitech sampling will probably be what's in the rhythm. The other thing they're not telling us, Corey, they're not telling us about OS updates. That's true. Then because they're talking about releasing the MK2, but what they're being very vague about Mm -hmm 
is the actual OS stuff because that could be the thing that changes the whole thing. Because remember, that happened with machine. Mm-hmm. machine. They had an OS update, and you could still use the old machines with the new software. That's that's true. So it's one of those things where it's like we're we're complaining about oh it's there's nothing new about it, but wait, they might just drop an OS update. So you, you're saying they may drop an OS update that will give the the OG rhythm yeah. the ability to sample? Right. Yeah. That that could be. The one thing because that makes me raise my eyebrow about that. Hmm? Remember, the machines still have, the old ones still have inputs. They still have a ton of stuff. Yeah. So you just think, yo, maybe a software update might just be the thing for, you know, for it to be to make the to make the actual difference for people. Right, right. That could be. Now the one thing Wait, so I do know on MK2 unit, right, Corey? Yeah, they're both standalone units. They're pretty much all of their stuff is that's what's yeah. dope about them. All of this stuff is pretty much primarily standalone units. However, yeah. when you get into overbridge, okay. Okay. then that's when it the the integration with the computer world really takes off. Um yeah. And that the uh, and speaking of overbridge, like Ken mentioned before he dropped off, they're now charging for overbridge, right? So okay, overbridge is kind of like overbridge premium and overbridge light. So it's overbridge basic. I mean, that's free. Oh, so on the rhythm with overbridge basic, the for the MK2, there's sample manager and librarian functionality, there's MIDI over USB, analog MK2 sequencer, DAW sync, uh, computer screen visualization, basically where you have the VST up on the screen and audio streaming of the main bus only over USB yeah. uh, time limited okay, sessions. So That's so weird that it's time limited sessions. OS's for these pieces. Mm-hmm. So you said basic versus what? Overbridge premium. So the overbridge premium. What? Yeah. So there's two different things. So, okay, let me, let me just tell you the first rhythm is compatible with overbridge. You can, it's, there's no, two lit tiers to the original overbridge. It's just overbridge and it didn't cost anything. If you bought the rhythm or if you bought the analog four analog keys, overbridge analog heat too. overbridge just works with it. Um, Seems like when they decided to do the MK two boxes and when they decided to do the Digitac, they decided to split it up into tiers. So now overbridge premium costs $99 additional uh, which doesn't sit well with everybody considering uh, the price of the boxes to begin with, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so they so they don't they don't consider they don't consider the price of the boxes. It's just separate two separate prices. They, it pretty much is. No you get overbridge you basic, you know, which allows you to do some basic things. Which some limitations. I don't like this particular limitation. Audio streaming of main bus over USB time limited sessions. That stands out to me as like. Man, why'd you have to limit it like that? So that's that's just basically telling you it's a demo version. Yeah, that's it. It's a demo. (laughs) In 15 minutes, you're gonna get this weird sound coming Mm -hmm. out of your, you know, plug-in. I'm like, bro, get out of here. I just paid fifteen hundred for a drum machine, and you're gonna get limited, like a limited overbreak. Man, get out of here. Yeah, that that's the stuff I think that sucks. So not only is it time limited sessions of audio streaming of the main bus over USB with overbridge basic free, but pay attention to that audio streaming of the main bus over USB. That don't make sense, Corey. You want to stream the individual channel. Boom. That's what exactly what I'm getting to. Because in the original overbridge, you could stream individual channels up to however many, I guess, however many your computer could take. Yeah, Um, the point 
point of Overbridge is that you don't have to connect all the cables with all the individual outs. You want to be able to. That's why Overbridge exists. It doesn't exist so that I can just have the stereo bus out. Right. Right. Like, exactly. For that, I'll just for that just have the cable plugged into your your audio. <laughs> that's head. it. You could just plug the, right, the exactly. either the headphone jack or the two <laughs> outs that exist on the back of it. Yeah. Like, um, man, get out of here. So so with Overbridge Premium, you're able to do fully. You're able to fully integrate analog rhythm MK2 with the DAW environments, uh, whatever exactly that means. You're able to use analog rhythm MK2 as a two-in, two-out sound card, um, control analog rhythm MK2 with dedicated VST AU. But the dedicated VST AU, that's a huge part of what Overbridge does. I can't believe you're not really getting that with the basic Overbridge. But Corey, I have a question because I'm new to the whole election. I mean, I would think. think I would think that if you're paying more than a thousand dollars for a piece, I would think that if you're paying more than a grand for a piece, that the software should just be included. Yeah, I kind of like, think so. Here's my question: So, uh, because I'm new to the whole electron thing, when you buy, let's say, if I the I buy the MK2, the rhythm, if I buy that ninety nine dollar overbridge, do I have to buy it for each device that I get? That's or, a good question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, or, or is it, or is, or have they developed, or is Overbridge Premium just that one Overbridge that works with all that, the Electron devices? That is a great I, question. I would hope that it's just you buy Overbridge Premium and it works for all your boxes. Because at the at exactly. the moment, right now, I have Digitac, Electron, and Analog Rhythm. They all. Well, Digitac is not seen yet with uh, uh, Overbridge, but when I open up Overbridge, it sees any of my Overbridge compatible electron boxes that are connected. So I should hope that you just buy Overbridge Premium once and it should see your analog uh, for MK2. It should see whatever compatible devices that it that it has oh and the other thing, though, that so you you get to stream eight internal voices external uh, and the main bus to separate DAW tracks uh, using Overbridge Premium. And it also has full recall of the uh, settings when loading into a DAW project. Um, yeah, some of those things are like the stuff up. that you expect that should just, yeah. if Overbridge is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, somebody in the chat just said, I think it's a different Overbridge per device. And I'm just like, man, if that's the case, yeah. no, I'm saying if that's the case, right. I'm just going to have to tax that price on to my purchase of the device. I'm just going to be like, well, yeah, that's the thing. You, there's no way you cannot yeah. do it if that's the case, because that's the full feature set. You know? Yeah. Because you're going yeah. to want the best one. That I mean. You can't use it without the premium. You have to have that. Yeah, I'm one of those dudes that I hate upgrading. So I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to just pay for that joint. I'm going to be mad and I'm going to be clicking them buttons mad as heck. Mad, make money. Don't get mad. There man. it is. <laughs> no, no, you know, but you know what I mean. Just because. that know. mad into money, bro. Hey. Stony, look, we ain't rich out here. That extra hundred dollars, <laughs> right? Man. There you go. Look, that extra hundred dollars—that's food for Wheezy. That's you know, that that's a, that's a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? A hundred dollars goes a long way. This, trust me, I, I trust me, I get it. But then it goes back to it goes back to the conversation me and Corey always have. It's like, 
okay, it goes back to the gear whore conversation or you're buying stuff that's going to be profitable and grow your company and grow you as a Well, for me, for me personally, Mm -hmm. Stoney, you already know. You know what I do for a living. You know, you know where my, you know. I ain't gonna tell nobody. I ain't gonna tell nobody. No, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, but I'm saying, you know. Can be sweet and cold? Let me see that pussy roll. (laughs) 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 No, what I was saying is that, you know, every time I buy gear, it's it's either for two purposes. It's either for my sound design Mm -hmm. or for my music creation. Those are two. Well, not. I wasn't talking about you per se. I'm just saying in general, like. Oh no, no, I feel you. Yeah. But I'm saying the whole reason why I'm interested in the yeah. whole electron vibe. Yo, I'm Stony. I'm even gonna buy the old stuff. Like I'm, I'm literally like. No, no, electron. Listen, electron is, is has put a staple in the game right now where you need to have one of those pieces in your studio, like you have a machine and like yeah. you have an MP. Yeah. I mean, those joints, it's they're dope. I'm definitely getting my hands on one, and I'm gonna body that shit. But you know what I'm saying? It's like. They're fun. They're fun pieces. We could sit here and, and, and beef about the money, whatever. But mm-hmm. once you get your hands in it, on it, and you start having fun and it's bringing you creative, you know, bring you creative ideas, then it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. You know? So, well, that's the thing. Maybe. That's the thing. You know how it is. When it comes down to gear, you figure one of them is thirteen forty nine, another one is fifteen forty nine, and anything extra you have to buy. I mean, I might have that right. same conversation about if I buy a piece of gear and there's an extra cable I gotta buy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I don't like it when TVs don't come with an HDMI cable. So, bro, you know, that would get me so. <laughs> I hate that. So I hate it with like a passion. The, like the, hold, <laughs> hold up, Apollo Twin don't come with the. Uh, the Thunderbolt joint. You yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why well, I gotta go buy a Thunderbolt cable? You should just get that to like, me. I feel like what? you know right. that's that's natural. That you you know what I mean. You always want to feel like you get a little little extra value add in, in what you're purchasing. But that all said, I came front on the MK2 boxes, man. I I definitely think you know. Sure. Still, you you make me think a little bit. Would they ever consider a, a OS update? Because they are real generous and real dope with their OS updates. Um, dude, dude, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. You know yeah. why? Because I saw the way that the MK1s, the the rhythm, they kept doing OS updates over and over and yeah, over and over did. and over again. Yeah, they did. Brand new machines in it. That, you know, and I would keep my eye on that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, man, these people really care about these machines. And then... Right. You know, so when it comes to the MK2, I'm like, they can't just put a new face on it and be like, all right, guys, we're going to charge you more money Mm -hmm. because already there has to be an OS update because of the live sampling. Right, right. So here's the here's one thing that I noticed when it comes to think about a lot of OS update for the rhythm, because um there's a specific key on there that's a sample key. Like there's a dedicated button on Digitac, dedicated button on MK2 Rhythm that's the yeah. sample button. Uh, that's not on the other, but they could certainly do a keystroke, like a, a shift something or another to be able to do something like that. So it could be possible, and I wouldn't put it past them because you're right. When they did those updates, I mean, one update added so many uh drum synthesis I mean, yeah, engines I mean, 12, new, like, 12 yeah, new voices or something like exactly that. 12 new drum synthesis yeah, engines I, I that took I'm, it to a whole nother level you know what i mean i'm not gonna lie Corey. i cannot wait to get my hands on those drum sets boy oh yeah Corey. you know you know what they need to do and i'm gonna say this yeah. right now i'm gonna say this right now and i can go down and everybody can hate me 
they need to put the synthesis engine from machine drum into rhythm. Oh, yeah. Nah, bro. Nah. From machine drum, yeah, I that's think. Well, here, here's the thing. I personally feel like well, well, what they should have. That's native, that's native instruments. No, 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 no. So, no. Mach- machine drum, the uh, the uh, machine drum. Machine what is it? Actual drum machine, Stony. Not the not the machine. I'm talking about the machine. Machine drum had all this FM and crazy. Corey, you got that joint there? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show it on camera. Give me a sec. Yeah. Okay. Yo, Stony, did I? Because I want to buy. Put, you said put the brain, put the brain inside of, put the brain inside of. The yeah, brain. just just go ahead. Yeah, just go ahead and throw that machine drum, all that in goodness the, into the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, they discontinued that. Here we go. Uh, hold on, let me uh, pull some cables out of here so I don't. You know how that how that be? You go pulling something and three or four different things come off the desk. <laughs> Corey's crib is like the the the. The guitar center of the game. Like, like oh, the machine. Hold on, let me go get that joint. Yeah, B-Boy Tech Gear. <laughs> B-Boy Tech Center. Tech store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the one on the top here is the machine drum by Electron. That's one of their first drum machines. Um, the thing is, this has a bunch of synth drum synth engines in it, but it's a digital drum machine, not an analog one. And it basically has all the XOX, like 808, 707, 606 uh, drum engines in it. It's got an FM drum engine in it. It just has like so many different things in it. And mm-hmm. I personally thought that when they said, hey, we're doing the Digitech, a new uh, drum machine sampler, I thought that it was going to be that. I thought that Digitech would have the drum synthesis engine in it um, yeah. from the, the machine drum. Because you figured, why did, it, why did they discontinue the the machine drum and just come out with a thing called a drum machine that has no actual generative drum right. machine in it. Right, right. Totally I agree. Think that's, that's, I think that's what, bro, that's what stopped me from like jumping on the Digitech right away. But then I started to catch that fever when I see you making beats with it. And I'm just like, man, I think I want that Digitech now. <laughs> Corey over there. Corey over there making me lust. Corey, hold on, Corey, put, hold on. Corey put the fire to that bad boy. Yeah, man. I told you when I when I wrote a little story about it, I was I was like, man, send me that joint so I could set it on fire for the boom bap heads. Let them <laughs> on that kind of tip, you know? Yeah, man, it's it's great, man. I, and that's and that's one of the things that I'm really encouraged by that it's the electron. I'm not gonna lie. When I first when I first saw the Digitac, I I wanted it the, the minute I saw it, and I don't know maybe it's the way it looked, but it just is so portable. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff Corey was doing, I was like, yeah, this is exactly how. Well, that's another thing. That joint don't take bat. That that joint should have a battery in it. It should have a battery. And so let me let me tell you what I do for that. (laughs) You got that power station, right? Yeah, I got that. But you know, uh, as I posted in the Digitac group on Facebook, and somebody did obviously point out the obvious that it's expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can power so much stuff with it. It's the 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 Omni Charge Omni Twenty. So if what you can that? see that, how much, how much, how much a, does that run you, Corey? This is two ninety nine, but Omni Omni uh, yeah. Omni Charge sent it to me, and okay. I have tested this. It charges quick, but I actually use this on on the couch and on the porch with the Digitac for like ten hours before. What? 
What? Yeah, 10 hours, bro. Look, it has the AC joint, and then it has a nice OLED screen on the front with oh, two USB. Beautiful. And then it comes with a gang of uh, adapters here. These adapters, hey, like MagSafe adapters for your for your uh, um, MacBooks and stuff. And it's, listen, 10 hours I rocked on this and charged my iPhone. And at the end of the 10 hours, it says 17% left. So, you yeah, know what, I, though, just, I just bookmarked that joint. Yeah. I'm about to cop one of them joints in the future. Word. Yeah, I think the B-Boy Tech crew to get a couple of those. Word. <laughs> hey, if I could, if I can, I'll pull that off. You know what I mean? And and I mean, I'll, I'm portable all day. That's so, it. Yeah, that so so I mean, I agree that the Digitac that was a miss. Everything. If I always have a wish list of things and stuff don't quite do something that I wish it did, and that's one of the big things. I wish the Digitac actually had battery in it, a battery in it the way MPC Live does, because I see people being, you know, MPC Live or the uh, OP1, because I see people really getting a lot of use out of them joints by being able to be te- not tethered to anything. You know what I mean? That's so now the OP one, uh, hey Daniel, the OP one does it charge through your laptop or do you have to? Yeah, no, I could. Yeah, I could charge it through my laptop. I could charge it through a brick. Um, okay. I could. Yeah, it's it's probably the only portable, actual portable thing that I have. Um, that and this now, Corey, because y'all y'all encourage me to get this. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that the? Uh, hold on, hold it up the, again. Let me let me lock it in. I rig joint. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because yeah, I got these. I have these that I normally travel with. I have the the um the okay. iRig monitors. The micro monitors, the iLoud like micro monitors. Yep. But I cop this joint so that I could just be outside in the backyard with the OP one and just Oh no, that's the best. Or with the iPad, yo, don't even get me started on that. That is the iPad. best. That's um, exactly what I had as my setup. I had the Digitech, my OmniCharge, and my um, um, iLoud micro monitor, my iLoud, you know, speaker. And it was yeah. like the perfect combo. Like straight up, that's going to be my setup for going, you know, when I travel or if I'm going mobile with beat making, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Ken's back. Yo, what's up, Ken? You back, man? Did you put the roof on yet? Yeah, I had myself muted uh, so as not to annoy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm installing a, a water heater now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just listening to the conversation and seeing seeing where you guys are at. What was the topic? Oh, oh we were talking about the electron devices, and we already know how strongly you feel about those things. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> And we would talk about the portability, too, of like Digitac and how it probably was a bit of a miss to not put a battery in it. But at the same time, that seems to be a bit of a shift in paradigm or shift in features that people need. They probably were way too deep into the development of this by the time anybody uh, thought of like, yo, let's put a battery in it. Or at least by the time MPC Live showed up and said, we are holding it down with a battery. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes of that. Maybe Digitac MK2 would be battery powered. I'm still interested to see what the response to the rest of the, you know, from the rest of the community is going to be as far as um, in response to the live. I don't really see Digitac in any way, shape or form as being in the same space as the live. It's cheaper case. Um, like pretty much everything about it's realistically 
different. Yes. Um, and that, the, and same with the, the rhythm. So like, I don't really see them occupying the same market space really. So, yeah. you know, I started on an article that is a comparison of B-Boy tech report between uh, the MPC live and the Digitac. Now, the only reason I started on that comparison and I didn't finish it yet, but the only reason I started on that comparison is because too many people were saying this or that between those two particular products. And my thing is just like what you said, Ken, they're not the same. I don't really know that they should even be compared. Um, yeah. It really depends on what you're trying to do, what you might choose. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah, the MPC world, you're not going to get all that fancy MIDI effect stuff like, um, you know, uh, parameter locks and stuff like that. And, and as we found out, and as we found out last night, Corey, we ain't going to get that polyphony. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a I'm lot. I'm sorry, of stuff guys. Like what are we talking about? The Digitech versus the MPC live. So we were, we were talking okay. about people like, comparing them a lot, but they're just really not the same products. So you, oh, no, with the yeah, MPC live, you get, a lot more tracks. You get a lot more MIDI tracks and a lot more other tracks. Plus, you get the audio tracks on there too. Plus, you get yeah, uh, the battery power, and it's an MPC. That's that workflow that you know. However, with right. Digitech, the you real get- question, the real question to me is how how well will this sell over top of that? This you know, Ari's point as the Digitech. If if the live starts selling like crazy and the touch sales drop off that's when i think you'll start seeing other companies take a lot more notice and coming back to hardware units that are you know hardware completely or hybrid units Mm -hmm. but that's that's really the key is if this thing sells well we'll see more of this if it doesn't sell well then you'll see it'll all go back to that machine paradigm where it's you know controllers basically yeah, well, you units. you know that actually you speak on something right there that's the truth because when we had when we had dude from Yamaha on, um, what was his name Blake? I think his name was Blake. I'm sorry, I can't remember right now. But remember when the Yamaha dude was on and he was uh we were going yeah. through uh the montage six with him and we asked him yep. about like yo when's Yamaha gonna join the Groovebox game again? And he said he said. He can't say anything. He can't confirm or deny anything. So we don't know what they got brewing. But he did say that, you know, most times companies like his will be watching things like MPC Live and MPCX to see how they do. Because if they do that well, then it it's a flag to them to say, yo, the market is ready for this kind of thing again. A standalone groove. Box. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what happened with that's what happened with Arturia when they did the micro and matrix or not matrix brute uh the uh micro brute and mini brute the mini brute yeah. you know people weren't all game doing uh yeah the mini brute and then that thing sold like hotcakes and next thing you know korg and everybody else are all doing you know a ton of these analog synthesizers and now look we have the entire the entire beat making landscape has changed to where it used to be you had to only get these used synthesizers to get that analog sound again now mm-hmm. of, of analog synths i mean yeah it is this a year a this year alone we've got like what six or seven new desktop units that Hey, Corey. And that's just what we know about. That's better. just the stuff yeah, that's we know just about. Stuff. Hey, Corey. We're hybrid. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, that's just stuff we know about. Hey, Corey, did you get a, let's just say, did you get a chance to get with the with that guy for the SE, 
SEO2 oh, joint? Mark, uh, no, we didn't get together yet. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to get together tomorrow. Uh, yesterday was too hot. I swear I came to the crib and it was so hot outside. <laughs> I just ran in the crib and slammed the door like the heat was chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't get a chance to hook up, but we may uh, we may hook up and uh, mess with the SEO2, the Roland Studio Electronics SEO2 uh, tomorrow. You better, you better FaceTime me while you're doing that joint. Cause yeah, I may do a live I'm, feed. I'm, yes. Yeah. Yo, I've been so anxious to like see the workflow. Mm-hmm. Um Houston from Ableton has been talking, he's been talking big about it on Facebook. And I'm like, man, stop talking about it and just let me hear that joint. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I'm here anxious. I want to hear that. Uh yeah, somebody in the somebody in the chat is talking about Dreadbox Abyss is amazing. Yeah, that's another thing that I got my eye on. Them Dreadbox uh synthesizers are man. Oh yeah, you- I I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. I mean, um, the the review that uh um what's my man uh, Nick Bat right yeah Nick Bat I don't know I'm drawing yeah. blank because I'm looking for a link so Nick Bat did a review it was actually pretty impressive yo yeah man and they sound buttery Corey those synths they sound mm-hmm. very like very warm and very like they sound like super analog to me like they sound warmer than normal. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. They, but you know, dread th- th- those joints have always sounded really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm not surprised that that one sounds as good as it does. But then, see that so that's that speaks to the thing that Ken was saying. There's so many options in terms of analog mm-hmm. sense, really, because one place decided to take that chance and do something with it. And then we look up and we got a ton of them. Arturia did those couple little joints. And now next thing you know, we got a ton of that stuff on the market. So I personally I, think I that's what's about to happen with the groove box land because well, there's so I have much. Something, I have something else that might happen, Corey. This is yeah. what I've been thinking about. It's only a matter of time that one of our favorite DAWs mm-hmm. creates an iOS platform that's going to kill all the groove, actual physical groove boxes. Word. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah, right? Because your Beatmaker 3 is it's got yeah, a lot of right, promise. right around the corner. But here's the thing. Look at the new iPad. The new iPad has four gigs of RAM. Mm-hmm. It's a quad-core device. No, it's six cores. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Six cores, four gigs of RAM. That's stronger than a lot of these beat machines. Yeah. You know, so now think about if they actually build a real MPC or a real groove box. Mm-hmm. And the reason when I say real is because sampling is still limited. Sampling is still based off a code that everybody's using, you know? So if they build something real for these new iOS devices, right. I think that will replace these standalone machines because I feel like these iPads are so powerful that if you write the right software on here, man. But but can you really get around that, that? That's an interesting point. But can you really get around the the whole idea of the touch screen versus actual knobs and buttons? Well, I don't think right? it has. To, you don't. I don't. I think because I, these devices, you can do MIDI learn on everything. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, yeah, it's cool, but I ain't gonna pay twenty one, you know, hundred dollars for MPCX. I'm saying whoever has, that's fine. And mm-hmm. for me, I ain't got that budget. So if I can get that that actual software on my iPad mm-hmm. and I can mm-hmm. map, and I can map any device to this, yeah, 
I'm straight. You know what would be dope is if um, Intua, who's a company that makes Beatmaker 3, if they partnered with uh, a hardware company to create yeah. something like Push 2 yep. for their, like, an actual controller, dedicated controller for iOS for their particular. But the problem with that is iOS devices change so often Mm-hmm. That they would have to have some sort of way to make the adapter swappable or something. <laughs> it would have to be no, Corey. It would have to be Bluetooth. Yeah, word. Yeah, that would work. Because if, it, if it's Bluetooth, it can work with any Bluetooth compatible device. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give us an actual Lightning connector. Don't give us any of that stuff. That's true. Just make that joint Bluetooth. Yep. That way, if I upgrade my iPad, I know it'll work with the next joint. Yeah, because it's going to have Bluetooth. And if the even if Bluetooth is upgraded, it's going to be backwards compatible. Well, that's Typically. why the Roly people, you know, they come out with all these little Bluetooth controllers that work for iOS. And now they opened up the software that it works for Macs and it works for all that. Right. You know, I mean, I actually I actually like the Korg stuff. Bluetooth, the Korg stuff works. Oh, the, incredible. The, the Bluetooth yeah. controllers. And, they've got, and then they've got like so many options. They got the, you know, the XY pad one. And then the price point is. 99 bucks. I mean, you can't beat that. You know, the price mm-hmm. point. The price point versus the Roly stuff. Yeah, because, yo, even though I have, I make stuff on my iPad, I still need a controller, yo. Like, I'm not down with this touch. Like, I like the touchscreen stuff, <laughs> certain things. But... Right. But I need I need to turn a knob. I need to press yeah, a button. I need the knobs, I need, I need man. The, you should try, you should try some of the core stuff. You know? You should <laughs> try that's... some of the, the little core portable... Well, I use I use this. I use this word, and then and then show them the 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 MIDI fighter twister. Let me see what you're saying. This I use I use the I use this Stony, and I use this for my iPad. Yeah, yeah, I can't see it. So So he's talking about the MIDI fighter. uh, What what are you showing me? I can't I can't really see the MIDI fighter twister. So I use this for my iPad. This, so I use system the Moog system fifteen, and I map it right to completely. Now, now that's cool. That's dope. But the cord joint actually has the like the, the baby chaos pad on it. I forget which model. I'm gonna send you the link when we when we're done with the show. I'll send you the link to the actual controller. No, no, um, I've seen and, it. I've, I've seen it, Stony. But here's the thing: the chaos pad. Please, the chaos kid. pad doesn't make any sense to me. Because of the touchscreen. If I have a touchscreen and a chaos pad. Yeah, you got screens I'm, all I'm, over the place, right? Right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, I'm going I'm to use the iPad, which is the best touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the chaos pad thing doesn't really make sense to me when I have a touchscreen. But the. No, no, I was talking. I'm talking in, in terms of just having a controller and Bluetooth. The, the cork stuff is just really good. I feel you, but. Have a Korg one, and but I'm this is you, my just... this is my Bluetooth controller for my for Ableton. Like for instance, I load up Touchable yeah. on here, and I have all the you know. Yeah, well, Touchable, Touchable is endless. You can do anything with yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so, an iPad. But if you if you want to get like a dope Bluetooth, and I, I like the Roly stuff too, but the Korg stuff just to me has so many functionalities and mapping options and different cool things on one one piece. So you got the xy you have you know the keys on there just a whole bunch of different things you can map on one unit that's dope to have a mappable xy surface right yeah that's kind of dope um so 
All right. And you can use you can use the uh, chaos pad to do that mapping as well. But yeah. oh, I love I love I, I will say this. Those, yeah, I love. Those I, I will say that um, where he's saying you know the best touchscreen for this, best touchscreen for that. That chaos pad touchscreen is surprisingly responsive. And it accurate. truly is. Um, so I mean, but I, I totally get what he's saying about all that. You know, four different use cases and all, but. As a standalone effects unit, dude, that chaos pad is so much fun. Look, who you telling me I got one right here, dog? I got yeah. the chaos pad right here. If hey, anybody's hey, been listen, watching my like Digitech videos, if, if anybody... I got it because of Corey. Because of Corey, Corey over here like, look at this chaos pad. Look at what I got. <laughs> yo, da- yo, yo I Daniel, Daniel, don't play that game. Don't chase Corey, bro. You're going to be in trouble. Weezy going to want them snacks. Weezy ain't going to have no snacks. Weezy ain't going to have no snacks. <laughs> Weezy, I, I ain't going to have no snacks. <laughs> Weezy uh, snacks going to get de- de- depleted. Cut it out, man. You know what it is? I think, I, think, I think the reality is that there's so many interfaces that are for different people. Yeah, right. I, yeah, and, for sure. And some people like touchscreens. Some people like knobs and tactile devices. I feel like right. we're in a wonderful time for music oh, production where there's something for everybody. Even like when we think, when we talk about the electron machines from previous, I'm just like, man, like don't, there's specific people that didn't come from the NPC world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? And the first thing they got was the electron. The first thing they got was the machine drum or the mono machine. Mm-hmm. And that's how they learn how to sequence. And when they get on an MPC, they're like, ah, how do I make a beat on this thing? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's the same thing in reverse, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the way we're talking from an MPC background, I ain't going to lie. I was very intimidated and not really up for the journey when I got my, my uh, analog rhythm. Because I was like, I don't. There's so much talk about, and then too, okay, so the sequencer has mythical proportions of talk behind it. You know what I'm saying? So like, Mm -hmm. it may, I think, I think people have made it sound more difficult than it actually was once I moved that out of my head. You know what I mean? It actually, yeah, but at the same time, at the same time. At the same time, Corey, how they're using it, right? Mm -hmm. So it depends on who's talking about it, how they're using it, and what scenario, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some people get it, and it's easy for them, you know. Well, that's why... Workflows, everything. That's why the only time I became attracted to the Electron devices is when I saw Corey and Bryce using them. Mm -hmm. Because because they used it in context to how I would use it. And for instance, I watch I watch Cuckoo's videos, and I watch him do live sampling and live performing mm-hmm. and data line. I watch him do that stuff, and I'm like, man, that's what I want to do. One line, bro. Electron machines, and they put it in context for me. Yeah. When yeah. before the only context I had was like this hip hop MPC workflow, mm-hmm. but then I see these new machines that are being put in context for me, and that just made me like. Okay, I think I could I could jump over to Electron stuff. And first of all, they they could just like one box does like ten different things. Right, right. And that is amazing to me. Yeah, they. I mean, I can't front on Electron. They do some amazing stuff. I mean, I think what what I really love about them, although I know that MPC is my primary workhorse, what I really love about the the Electron stuff are the the I guess they're MIDI effects, right? The P locks and all those different kinds of things. Like uh like they had a challenge one time where they were like, yo, analog rhythm users, here's a challenge to use nothing but that one box and create a full, you know, track that has, you know, 
depth. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can do it if you're creative enough. Uh, I mean, yeah. because it. I, I would love that. Yeah. Corey, you already know. You already know. You, you give me that challenge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll write a whole Regan orchestra with Pilot. That's so. right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to do, man. <laughs> and, and you know what? That even sound, I got to say, like what I said before, when you say stuff like Pilots, I remember when pe- like Bryce used to be like, Corey, dig into the Pilots, man, parameter locks. And I'm like, ah, Bryce, you're giving me a headache by saying that because <laughs> it just sounds <laughs> difficult. <Yeah. laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, then, but here's the thing. When you think about Pilots, you think of Electron. Yeah, that's it. Yep, you don't you do. think anything else because you don't. when you think when you think of, of the MPC Live, remember I asked you about the MPC X. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, is there P locks on that joint? Because that's another thing that would that would attract me towards the MPC X. And you're mm-hmm. like, nah, yeah, there's no P locks. You could do no kind of, you yeah. can kind of sort of do stuff like that. You but- can do stuff. You could trick stuff into stuff like you know. Uh, but yeah, it's not, you have to, it's a different way of thinking. So like, for, for instance, with an electron joint, if I want to add, you know, if I want a, a sample or a kick or a snare or something, fire off at a certain point, and I don't want that to happen in another thing, I could use P-locks and tell it, yeah. do this 50% of the time or do this every third you know, time exactly. that you play the thing or whatever. But on the MPC, you got to make another sequence and mute whatever you're going to mute and then do your song mode or hop between the two different sequences or whatever. And it's yeah. just a different way of thinking and, and working. I also think for me, it makes sense because I don't make really static music. Yeah. Okay. So here's a, here's another point. Uh, and this is a point that I know Ken has made before. Somebody in the chat says you don't need P locks for an MPC. Right. I get it because it has depth in terms of you got a ton of tracks. You got, you know, all these you, you got a ton of stuff that you could do. So you don't really need it. Yeah. Now, in a, in the Digitac world, you need P locks because you got eight audio tracks. So you only got, you know, so many steps. And yep. you know what I'm saying? So you could use that to get around some of its limitations. And that's what makes it dope. But, you know. The other thing about Pelox in an MPC world, which would be dope, and actually I've never tried this, but something that the Electron world you could do with Pelox is, you know, have it jumping between different samples from just one trigger. You know what I'm saying? And different stuff like that. That's where, like, I think that something like an MPC could benefit from Pelox and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, not to mention trigless, trigless, um, um, triggers, right? I think it's called triggerless triggers, which is basically a certain way of doing automation. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a different way of thinking altogether, you know. But let's see. So, what about the uh, we we mentioned obviously the electron uh, uh, rhythm MK2. What about the Octatrack MK2? I'm, I'm totally in for that, Corey. You Straight already up. know. I told you. I told you. I want. Well, but Corey, you. Corey, don't ask those questions. You know, whatever you get, Dan, you're gonna have. So stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think so. Because there's something. That's that the one that didn't interest stop, me at all. Stop. <laughs> nah, because you know, that, that, cause you know, you know where it is. I'm literally, I'm literally trying to step away from my laptop, man. I'm like, gee, I'm just. I wanna, I wanna make music. That Octatrack disappointed me, man. That was the one. That was the one that had me so sad because all that said to me is it's going to be even more years before they do something more thorough than you know than the octatrack because it's 
is it a nice upgrade for for you know for what the Octatrack is? Yeah, but is it what I want? Definitely oh, not. Yeah, so but don't nobody was... share about what you want, Flux. <laughs> oh, that, that's true. That's true. Don't get that twisted. Yeah, that, that's totally true. Yeah, because yo, yo, because Ken be wanting like. Yo, he's like, yo, this joint better have all analog oscillators. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I think no, not at all. No, 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 no. Steel, steel is completely incorrect on that. Dude, I'm just messing with you, Ken. Come on, man. Get out of here. Well, I, hey, listen, listen. Don't. I just, I, I want people to understand that what I want is usability. Like, yeah, I know. I know. I, I see the writing on the wall for where it could be. And that's what I want. Well, I you know think, what I mean? Like well, I see, I see, okay, th- this was a great idea. Now let's see where you can actually take it. You know, I'll tell you, well, remember it's going to be new for me. So the, I, I don't have the old Octatrack, right? So I'm going to get the new Octatrack as my first Octatrack. So, and here's so, the thing too. I think the, the important distinction, like when I, when I, uh, shot out the press release on the B-Boy tech site, um, I made a point to not only put the press release, but to put a little bit of my thoughts about it before the press release. So the the, the important distinction with the Octatrack MK2 is that it is the MK2, which means the remixed OG joint, right? Yeah. It's not the Octatrack yeah, 2, which so when version yeah, that's, that's, 2 comes... That's absolutely true. Yeah, so the thing is this but is But that's really why I just, said uh, it makes me sad because I'm waiting for a version 2. Right, like a, right. I'm waiting for the next version and this just means it'll be a longer wait. <laughs> yeah, it, and it will be because I think with the version 2, they'll have um, Overbridge, the premium, it'll be compatible with Overbridge because Octatrack 1 and MK2 are not um and and i mean it's nice to have the oled screen and the new paint job and a couple more dedicated buttons um if you notice the old school mk the the old school uh uh electron boxes the 16 step uh, buttons at the bottom has a um a little led above it but now since the digitac they have backlit you know, buttons so that you don't need that little LED. So that's one of the things that got upgraded. But I definitely think that at some point we'll probably see a, a version two, not just the MK2. And at that point, they'll probably have it ready to be because they would have to rebuild this joint from the bottom up to make it compatible with Overbridge because yeah. only their later technology is, is compatible with that. So, but I tell you what, man. You can't oh, tell me that um, with, with them doing all this stuff, dude, the writing is on the wall for other hardware companies to oh, come yeah. into this space. And when they do, that's when the price point that they're releasing these MK2s is going to come into question. Because I'm telling you, I, I see it on the wall for you know a lot of these major companies to come in here Fine, and, and compete aggressively at a price point and at a usability point that um, I don't know that these boxes are going to be able to, to mess with. But of course, at that point, they probably drop the price by 300 bucks, 400 mm-hmm. bucks and go from there. And at that point, maybe I'll be more interested. I right personally now, think like that I by said, the time they do uh, version twos of any of these boxes, they're going to drop the price on the MK twos. I kind of yeah. think that's what's going to happen. And I also feel like the version twos of these joints are just going to be so astronomical, so astronomically amazing that people are going to be like, "Okay, two Gs for that, I'll pay it." Because well, let me just let me say this in response to that, Steel. Let me just say this: I've been let down by every major manufacturer uh, so many years in a row that I'm not willing to say that at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I feel you can. But again. Again, I, I gotta I gotta give it to you. I do feel like you're a, a t- 
tougher critic than most. Certainly, certainly. You know, Ken, you're, because you know the ins and outs of a lot of this stuff. You know what's in it. You know what circuits they're using. So I know that you look for certain things. Well, I'm, just, I'm looking for usability at the end of the day. Like at the end of the day, I don't care if something's analog, digital. Like I don't care if I don't care what the RAM number is. What I care about is what's the functionality you putting in it. Like well, I look I'm, at something like I'm, machine. I'm, I'm, I look I'm at something that, at, like machine, and I, and I'm like. To this day, it's it's going on what's eight years now, and they still haven't put real time time stretch up in that bad boy. Like, come yeah. on, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you, Ken. I totally agree with you. Now, Corey, here's one question I had. What's up? Why did they not put actual slicing in the digitype? Man, I don't know. That's actually a request that I have, Amen. but I personally feel like that. While I feel like initially when I got it, that was a miss. The thing that I think they the Electron does is they have all these amazing boxes, but they try not to make overlap with the other amazing boxes. And I feel like they feel, yo, if you want to do all that slick uh, slicing and time stretching, which to us is not slick, it's basic. This is exactly what it should do. That's like saying tires on a car is slick, right? But the the <laughs> it's just they have a different philosophy, I think, that there would be too much hey, overlap between the Digitech and the Octatrack if they did that. Corey, I just want to say one quick thing about that. Um, this is something that I think a lot of these manufacturers need to wake up to, mm-hmm. that that is such an old uh, paradigm and such an old idea of this, oh, well, this box is, you know, going to overlap with that box. Yeah, but you haven't released a single box that does what we want. Right. And that's the right. problem. So, <laughs> yeah. like, to me, it's like... If, if you're worried about, okay, well, this box is overlapping with that box, how about you get one box right and then you can release all these little like specific units or release specific units at a nice price point that do very limited things that are exactly what we need. Yeah, And, and neither that, one of those yep, seem to be happening yep, right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, that's my gripe with the analog rhythm. And that's what I was talking about earlier. I love what it is. I love how it sounds. But the fact that they did not include all the voices of the machine drum in the analog rhythm yeah. makes no sense to me because I'm like, bro, you discontinued one machine. We can't get it no more. Mm-hmm. But then you see that this is the premier drum machine you have. You need to bring that stuff over. Yeah, it definitely needs to be there because it's just hey, like Corey, that's, especially when your price point before, is so right? high, especially yeah. when your price points are so high that you're already in boutique territory. Yeah, yo. And I don't listen. I'm going to say this and I, and I'm not, I'm literally not meaning it to pick on native instruments, but when I see things (laughs) like they, they didn't want to add certain things from like battery into machine because they felt like, okay, well, this is one product against another. I'm like, well, the the two use cases are totally different. And all you're doing is making one product worse because you're scared. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous to me. What you're scared you're going to sell more of this other product? That's a, that's a good thing that you're going to sell more of one product. Yeah, because yeah. it, it helps you focus. But they be so you know that you know what that is. That is when like d- design and usability is in you know not on the same page with marketing and sales. You know what I'm saying? So that that exactly, and, and that's when they allow many, marketing and sales to put their hand that's in the it. room. Yeah, they putting they putting too much of their marketing and sales folks in control over the usability and the design, you know what I mean? And that, that kind of becomes a problem and you know, Hey, who knows what the politics is in there? Well, enough of us have had enough dealings with enough of these companies to kind of get an idea of what the politics is behind those closed doors. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, The tough part is when it comes to that kind of stuff, the consumer loses, you know? Right. 
That's the tough part. Um, but I will say this about the the uh, machine drum and the, the digital drum machine. I feel like they've done nothing to fill that hole in their list. Like, right, Electron has done nothing to fill that hole with the machine drum being gone. It, there's nothing in that space anymore. So I feel like there could be something in the works. I don't know. Like a digi-tack, like... A legit, and I don't want to say a non-legit one, but I feel like oh. the fact that they called the Digitac a drum machine mm-hmm. that doesn't have any drum machine-ness to yeah, it. Yeah, don't have any 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 uh, generators, any sound generators in it. Yeah, I'm just like, mm, right. I, you kind of mismarketed it in mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, you know? right, because it's it's basically eight samples that load it's with a it. It's yeah, a sample, it's a sample player, player and there's eight samples that load with every default uh, project that you load up in it or every yeah. default pattern. And so what what I'd like to see is a next generation Digitech. Maybe, you know, I don't know what they call it. You can get creative as you want with the names. But if it's going to be like that, maybe just a, another digital drum machine that is next generation machine drum. And is compatible with Overbridge. I kind of think that's necessary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, Corey, quick question. Is the MPC-X out yet? The MPC-X, from what I understand, I've been seeing it. I'm glad you brought that up, Stoney. I've been seeing the MPC-X in a while. A couple of people seem to have gotten their pre-order. At least that's what I'm taking from. Yeah, I thought, that's like Tupac sightings. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Tupac is alive in Cuba, man. Nah, man, he worked at Shopper. Oh, you, you work at the mall. I got you. <laughs> but no, I have seen people with their MPC X's. And at first I was like, oh, maybe it's more more testers or something. But I don't think these people are, are testers. As a matter of fact, I know a couple of them aren't. So it looks like they're slowly starting to show up in the marketplace for people that have pre-ordered them. And which is weird. What's weird about that, like uh, Stoney and I was talking, it's like, why is there no fanfare? Why wasn't there marketing around that? Like most places will say, Yo, it's shipping, <laughs> and, and it'll be it'll be a whole press release just for that, and it hasn't been unless nah, unless I'm nah, wrong, nah. unless it's, it's not it, shipping. Nah, dog, it's the equivalent of your grandma giving you the handshake with twenty dollars. You don't want nobody. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You, you, you got the twenty dollars, but that yeah, ain't everybody's business. Yeah, right. Here you go. To, don't show that to your mama. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Akai is doing the freaking oh, grandma's handshake to people. <laughs> and so, so like Masada in the chat room, he just confirmed. Yeah, it is out. Um, wow. So, <laughs> so that means you know people are starting to receive their pre-orders. Uh, but I don't know why there's not more fanfare. I think if I was a Kai, I probably would have did some marketing to that effect to say like I don't know this this kind of goes back to that whole thing of like been burned so many times that I I personally am normally a bleeding edge guy and I I decided I don't want to be an early adopter I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off I'm gonna wait um, I'm gotta, really gotta, heavily gotta, considering a live just for the portability of sitting on the couch with it but beyond that like I'm I'm gonna hold off and wait to see how this thing fleshes out yeah I plus I, well, shout plus out I know that like <laughs> Yeah, what up, Masada? But, but oh, and yeah, that's up? the other shout thing is that Masada, yeah. I'm also really interested to see what happens at Nam this year. So, oh, I think we're gonna get some all kinds of crazy stuff at Nam oh, because yeah. the groove box makers and the synth makers are on something. I personally think that this is like the biggest tournament that they've ever had. They all trying to outdo each other, 
and do the groove box better than the next one and do the, 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 the portable scent. Everybody's yeah. gonna take my money. It's That's gonna be situations <laughs> where like here, here, just take That's my money. Straight you know why? Because at the end of the day, and here's the one thing, you know, I know we talk about overlap, but even though some of these machines do the same things, they sound different. Yeah, so it's always good do. as a sound designer to have all these machines. Like, I'm trying to be like Gold Baby. That fool has everything. Every single thing. Every everything. single thing. And, and he's and, masterful at the way he uses them. Exactly. <laughs> and for me, I'm just like, man, I want to be like that dude. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, I, man, that's why I'm just excited, man. I, I get I, That's why I'm real passionate about it. Because talking about gear is like talking about, like, what sword to use when you're fighting depending on what your opponent is depends what weight of sword you got to use and yo it's you know so this old age this age old question um with all these groove box folks groove box makers out there doing their thing obviously it's a huge explosion and the person that's throwing the most grenades is Electron. The company that's throwing the most grenades is Electron. Like, boom, there's another thing. And boom, there's another thing. We updated this, that, and the other. But then you got uh, the OGs of the game, NPC with the X and the Live and Sweetwater tends to be sending those out at this point. But, you know, I mean, could you possibly see some of those old classics showing up again? And is, oh, is well, what, do you, what do you like is 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 are the newer players you're, you're forgetting about people that have already kind of put their their hat in the ring and already said hey we're developing stuff novation. people just just kind of forgot about it. yeah no you know? remember, remember novation came out with a circuit they might be working on a super circuit yeah you know what they mean? should be there's well there's that you also have behringer came out and said that they were doing a drum machine yep yeah they got that they did. Yeah. yep you know, uh, how long has it been since the last uh, Native Instruments machine came out? And that's kind of what so, I was hinting at there. You know, everybody knows I'm not necessarily a machine guy, but everybody else on this panel are get all pretty crazy well versed with, with machine. How long has uh, how long has Push Two been on the market? Yeah, I'm saying like yeah. a lot of these companies have have been moving towards this. Like every year, every two years, they come out with a new product kind of thing. Oh yeah, so don't I'm just forget saying, about Maleko. Like, Maleko, right? They're doing yeah, yeah. Their stuff too. They got their drum machine coming. Yep. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the market space that are are primed to to let go. And then you also have you know the big boy that everybody talks about every single year, and every year all we get is a damn freaking organ. <laughs> 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 the, <laughs> that's rolling with the MV, the, about. MV, yeah. the mythical MV nine thousand. accordion, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm so ready for for a new Roland sampler drum machine series. Come on, make Yo. it happen. Give Yo. us what we're asking for. Yeah, Yo, no I'm doubt. not sleeping on Korg either, dog. Korg might hit us in the face with something randomly out of nowhere, and yeah. they've got history to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but hold on. Here's the thing. So jumping back to like the portable synth game though we still don't even know where where homeboy went that left Korg was Tatsuya uh he went to a German oh, company um wait isn't he part of um wait I know Flux you know right I'm trying to recall uh I can't remember off top of the head but I do remember he, it, I know it's a German company I just can't remember who it was off top of the head okay who's the person who's the person behind uh, waveform interaction Oh well, that's that's uh, you're talking about MOK. Yeah. Um, no, that's yeah. That you're you're thinking of, uh, that's Taiho. 
Okay, that's Taiho. I'm that's sorry. That's Taiho Yamada, which, which self-plug, if you check out youtube.com forward slash flux302 or fluxwithit.com, you can check out the interview that I just yeah. did with him. <laughs> that was good. That John was good, Ken. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, that was that was actually really great because if you're if you got into the game like in the late 90s, early 2000s, you've used or lusted after his products. So it was that was a really cool show to like hear all about like the the Micron and the yeah, uh, yeah. the Ion and the the Alesis synths and all that stuff. You know, that, that was really we're gonna cool get show. that new V accordion this year, dog. And, Yo, and that was that was pretty much the the spark behind stuff like uh what's the joint that I, I um the miniac right yeah 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 same and, same sense and I'll tell you um I recently have sold a lot of gear that I had laying around that hasn't been used in a while and I was going to get rid of my miniac but I. I can't post it. So that's going to be staying. <laughs> I can't get rid of my mini act because it sounds so good, man. I mean, for what it looks like, that joint sounds pretty incredible, man. Uh, I think it's one of that's the best. That's always been one of my favorite um, VA synths, to be honest. That's it. With you. It's I've one of the best virtual that, that analog engine. joints out there that is probably the most slept on, too. You know what I want, Corey? I want a real hefty Volca Beats. I want like a new Volca Beats. Would you so you would you want Korg to do like a, a revision to kind of jump into the groove box game and use vocal beats as the basis for it? Maybe because you know, hell yeah, yeah. Because I, like, <laughs> I feel like I like like I like what Arturia did with the drum brute, but I didn't really like. I feel like they missed the ball on a couple of things, like the fact that they called it a brute and they didn't give me that that filter feedback. The brute factor, brute factor. It needs like, that. Yeah. It should have had that. that. that That's like one that of the first things I said to them when I got that, it. That could have been one of the most aggressive, dirty, nasty sounding drum machines. But sometimes them kicks sound like baby farts. And what's funny though <laughs> is still what's funny. Did That's you say exactly baby the opposite of why I like it. Like, uh, I have a Tempest, uh-huh. and if you want drums, like, from an analog drum, but the exact opposite reason is why I have a drum brute in my setup is because it has this clean, uh, beautiful tone. Like, the percussion, wonderful. And the kick drums are very clean and nice sounding. Um Whereas, like on the Tempest, for instance, that's that was one of the one things I didn't like when I sold my rhythm and I kept the Tempest instead was mm-hmm. that the rhythm I think had better kick drums, um, or at least you could easily get to a good kick drum, I should say. Yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah. I mean, the I can't front in the... its place, kind of. Well, see, I... that's the thing. You like the drum brute? I think is dope. Uh, but and obviously I love my rhythm, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't occupy the same space, right? Like that's one of those things. If you're looking for, like, somebody has asked me, what would you, what would you recommend, the the rhythm or the 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 uh, drum brute? And I have to find out what they're looking to do because chances are, if they're looking to do, you know bigger, harder drums and have it all self-contained where you don't have to get extra processing or something like that. You know what I mean? Because I think, I think the, the drum brute is dope. If you're the type that's gonna, um, you know, do a little more affecting of your drums. It's almost like buying a guitar and then you have to think about what pedals and stuff, what's your style stylistically, how are you going to, you know, 
put that sound out there. And I think that's how the drum brute rocks. It's kind of like a, an electric guitar. It really shines. It's good for what it is, but it really shines when you put it through pedals yeah, or distortion or effects. So you know what I mean? Effects. Yeah. But the thing is, you know what I'm also interested in, Corey? That? Now that we're talking about the electron rhythm mark two, you know, they came out with analog heat before. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they upgraded the overdrive circuits and all that stuff in the rhythm to be the ones from analog heat. That would be dope. Uh, you know, but you, there's a lot of things they're not telling us about. Yeah, these it's still a lot. I personally feel like there's a lot that they don't know yet. Like, cause I feel like that's the same thing that happened with the Digitac. They announced the Digitac. They didn't, they, they announced it. They didn't even show it at NAM. It was in a cage. Only some people got a chance to touch it, but it wasn't, it wasn't prime time by far at that point. And yeah. I feel like there was stuff that they still hadn't even put into it at that point and hadn't figured out. Like for instance, Sorry. I still think there's some of that when you hit function and LFO, that's what they call a master section. All it really is right right now is a mixer where you can turn up the eight audio tracks or adjust the levels of the eight audio tracks using the eight buttons, A, B, C, D, so forth. But personally, I think that the master section on Digitac was initially meant to be much, much more. So I really think they probably are figuring some of that stuff out. And, and Hey, Corey. Yeah. They are notorious for having very, very major updates later on mm-hmm. in their product life. Certainly. So that's, that's definitely a possibility. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. Totally. So it'll be interesting to see how all this shakes out, man, and how it all comes down, what they end up doing. Um, and man, who who expected all this? I didn't expect all this. Not me. But, but I was you know, going to keep some of my money this month. This year. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. But hey, you know what no, I want to hear from? No, I want to hear. You ain't keeping no money, D. Yeah. You about to spend all the Wheezy snack money. <laughs> <laughs> We're we going to see Wheezy on one of those commercials. For, for the price of coffee per day, you can feed Wheezy. Cause... Hold up, wait. They're going to have they're gonna have an interlude where Wheezy's going off on D. Like, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. All my snack money. He's going to be doing the Solange kicks in the elevator. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so listen, I'm glad you brought that up because it makes me think about Jay-Z's new album. But yo, is it, it at, at one point in one of the shows we asked, yo, is sampling dead? All of us, of course, were like, hell no, sampling ain't dead. But the fact of the matter is the analog resurgence and a lot of people are doing a lot of other things now. But with Jay-Z's album, do y'all think that that's going to bring like that sampling workflow back to the forefront now? You know I what? Mean, I, I, no. Jay-Z got the money to clear them samples. That's right. That's word. That's true. That's, that's the difference. He can do that because <laughs> he got the money to clear them samples. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that No ID is the president. Of- I mean, Corey, the way I look at it, I, I think. Yo, what what happened? I don't know. She just she just, we just lost her connection. I can see you and hear you, Stoney. Oh, not no more. So, so what are you okay. saying that No ID is the president? No, he's a president of capital. Right. So think about those connections, and when it comes to when it comes to clearing samples. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That, it, it's not dead in that context because they could afford it. Yeah. <laughs> they could afford like, to do what needs to be done with it. Yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah, you got to set aside a huge amount of your budget 
you know, I mean, I don't know what cats are getting for budgets nowadays because, you know, the music industry has changed. Uh, But sampling isn't dead because a lot of dudes are creating their own samples and sampling it. Boom. That's the thing. So that's kind of like what Stoney and I would talk about. There's a shift in Mm -hmm. how the sampling is done. And there's there's a shift in what the product is nowadays. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you got cats creating their own sample libraries, whether they're selling them or not. They're creating their own sample libraries, and that's why all these tools. But then, we too, I don't think that the companies. Well, well, I don't think that the well, companies well, are aware of that kind. Con- well, I guess they are. I don't know. It's just a weird kind of paradigm. Well, I'll happened. say, I'll, I'll say this much, Corey. I mean, I feel like we're in such a great place right now in technology, with music, mm-hmm. with being creative. This res- resurgence of bringing back this particular style, or bringing back that particular style. I feel like because the internet is so open and being creative is so more acceptable to just be yourself Mm -hmm. nowadays that do great music and your fan base will follow you. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't feel like, I mean, if you're a producer and that's your style, then cool. But to just jump on a bandwagon because, oh, sampling's back, so now I'm going to go to sampling. Well, you know that's what's going to happen, though. There's a lot of bandwagoners out there. But but I like, but but I like, but I do like, Everybody's just doing what they do. Like, no idea is doing what he does. And yeah. he's fantastic at it. And everybody's just being themselves. And that's dope. That's what no I like. No idea knows how to sample. Yeah. A lot of these kids nowadays don't even know how to chop no. something up. They're right. like, hey, But I- you know what? But you know what? But you know what? They will. They'll get there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, I there's you. people. No, I and, you. and you know what? Because, because Stoney's going to teach them. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean themselves also like they're going to get these tools and they're going to play with these these different odds options to do all these cool things and they're going to get great at just keep doing them over and over and over just be yourself man mm-hmm. and that's the point of music yeah. being yourself but here's the thing be yourself sometimes you can't be yourself because you can't afford it Sometimes no, people, that's that's no, that's no. I don't, I don't agree with that. No, no, I'm, I'm saying in the, in, the, in the sense of sampling and being a being a public producer. If you want to put music out and you want to be yourself and you can't clear that sample, you're not going to put that song out. Well, there's ways to do things. I mean, you know, you have to start creating your own sounds and create no, your own that's samples. That's and, different. That's different. But how many people are willing to go that step? And that's they're going to do it. There are a lot of people doing it. There are a lot of people that are willing to no, go that step. Tony, I, I know there's a lot of people. Like, doing let's not, don't take, not don't take it for granted. Like, there are people out there. Stoney, you talking about What's the majority? It depends on what you're looking at, right? No, Stoney, I feel you. I feel you. You are, you are talking to the dude that does that. <laughs> right. Right. Tony, right. Like, and, cats, and you know what they do? They go to your site and they buy your kits and they no, buy your samples. But what I'm saying. They chop them up. But Stoney. We, me, Daniel Steele, M. Simp, we are willing to go that far to make that sound that we want. Well, guess what? That's why they now they have options. Now they actually have options to do that. That's if you know how, right? So there's so many different different things about. Yo, hold on. I just had the most wonderful. Hey, check this out. I want to show y'all this right quick um, because. Since we were talking about so much electron stuff, I also want to talk about a couple of this, couple of uh, stands. Um, if you follow my Instagram feed, B Boy Tech Report, 
on Instagram, then you probably saw me put both the analog heat and the Digitac into um, a dope stand. And I want to tell you all about those stands because it's fresh <laughs> and, and I think it's going to be useful with all this stuff out. So yeah, that's fly. if you could if you could see this, um, this double like there's one right here. There's a Digitac analog heat uh, single stand. But then if you look at the next one over, it's a double stand. And that's what I have. And I have the Digitac and the analog heat side by side. And it feels like one cohesive instrument. Um, so that's one. The and that's by Fraction Industries, the electron stands by Fraction Industries. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that, John. The other one here is by uh, JDK Stands. Let's see. What's the one that you have? I saw you had your your rhythm and your machine drum on the joint. Exactly. So that's the JDK Stands joint. So. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I got. What I initially had was my rhythm and my analog four. But then when I got my machine drum, I made that just my drum machine, my electron drum machine stand. So yeah. it's actually uh, like a double stand. It's exactly this. Yeah, that's cool. on the screen. So they got and he does it in quad. Yo, so Daniel, too. you uh, real quick. I'm sorry. I lost yeah. y'all. Um, you got a vinyl um, uh, thing you selling, right? Yeah. The vinyl samples? Yeah. Are those sample free? No, people got to Royalty free? Oh, are they royalty Royalty free? Uh, I would have to double check our documentation, but I'm pretty sure our our breaks are, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. Hold on, I I got the record right here. It probably says on it, right? Yeah, hold on, I can go grab it too. Um, rah, rah, rah. all works original, all rights reserved. No, I don't think this is royalty free. But then that doesn't necessarily mean that I'd have to look on the thing. But hold Dude, on, I let have, me pull the stand. Masada, Masada's giving me crap because I'm talking about stands and not drum machines. So let me stop sharing this. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, y'all don't have. I was, well, wait, I was about wait. Hold on, we was about to. Hold on, we was about to talk about the Masada kits. I think he probably liked that better. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's probably what he's talking about right yeah, there. Yeah, we need, on, hold on, we need hold to send on. everybody you even to get go into buy that. some of his kits. Before you guys get off that topic, because, you know, the cycle kit does look cool and all. I, but before you get off of that, <laughs> I just wanted to say, hold on, listen. Um, I'm actually, because I'm working on the studio and all, I've been looking heavily into stand setups because I want to com- like completely change my entire workflow. And I've been looking into doing custom Lexon uh, stands for my for my own stuff, and okay. you you can get Lexon from like Home Depot or wherever else. You'll see it. And uh, basically, what I'm going to be doing is bending, like heating up and bending Lexon to make my own custom stands, so that you can see through the stand. Oh, see through. I don't know what stand he's talking about. Yeah, so so one one of the things I hate about my desks is that when gear is slid underneath of something, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm doing all clear stands so that I can see through it. Oh, dope. oh that's dope. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, like, and it, that Lexon stuff is a little bit surprisingly expensive, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, you know, for just a flat sheet of it. But once I custom, you know, bend it and I'll, I'll have stands that are like, you know, cut and sized exactly for my gear. And I'll be able to put gear on top of gear without 
blocking the view of that other gear. You see hey, what I'm saying? Are you going to LED it? Are you going to just put some LED strips? Oh, my studio is going to be mad green. You know that. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to be like literally emerald green all over the place. <laughs> yes. It, it, that's, it, it's going to be, I'm dubbing the new studio. It will be the Emerald Palace. That's dope. But it looks like so, yeah, it, it, it's going to be all green studio. lighting, all green walls. Um, and everybody that talks trash on the color green, they can eat me because it's my place, not theirs. All that's disgusting. Green eating you everything. It's all disgusting. But yeah, I do. I, I'm going to I'm going to have at the edges of the stands. Yeah, I probably will do some sort of LED so that the edges of the Lexon glows green. Word, word. That's dope, Ken. I'm looking forward to seeing that, man. That looks great. So, yo, now I want to move into, uh, yeah, y'all should go check out Masada Cycle Kit. Uh, yep. Masada, what are you up to, Cycle Kit 4? Yeah, he's on He's on Masada Cycle Kit 4. It'd be nice if I had a copy of that bad boy, too. Word, word. But, um, you know. But there's a lot plug, of dope plug. kits. What I think y'all need to be doing is, listen, um, we mess with a lot of really dope creatives and these really dope creatives that I have on the show and that I have in the chat and that kind of a uh, part of my circle make a lot of dope stuff for y'all to use in your beats and, and to create dope music. And so be sure to support us. If you dig what we're doing, uh, be sure to support us. You know, you want to support uh, people on the panel, you know, D still is with MSX audio, msxaudio.com, right? Ain't that the yeah. site? So, yeah. you know, they've been killing it lately, too, with the uh, what is it? The uh, lo-fi melodics. And then lately, just they've, really, been, they've been killing it. They've, they've been, been killing it. But been I mean, slaughtering. it seemed like every season they flip the script on cats. So now they got Yo, the, the lo-fi melodics. And what's the other drum kit? Lo-fi melodics and fly low. Fly low drums, yeah. Fly low drums, this, which is kind of yeah. like the compliment lo-fi melodics. That's that's dope. It's killer. Um and and there's just a ton of stuff on their site. And hey, while you're going over to m uh, to msxaudio.com, be sure to put in B Boy Tech as yep. your discount code because then you can also, get. I can't remember if it's a ten or twenty percent hey, discount, hey, but take that discount. Do that. Also, yeah. cop, hey Corey, I, I, hey Corey, I, hey Corey, I'd like to also mention like you guys who you know the guys who like doing these kits and all these uh you know from Masada to MSX to b-boy tech you know you guys really speak to certain ken you know of course ken flux i was waiting for him you know i was gonna give him his own special you know yeah i'm I'm gonna move on to to ken and my my stuff the beat people stuff too right no but what i'm saying is all you guys have like specialties you know like masada psycho kids you know inside of the mp it does different things than it does in other platforms you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like it's just you each one of you guys have something special so, word, word. Yeah, because it, so you, it, it all has, everything has its own kind of personality, which is real dope. So yeah. I think, listen, if you watch Beat People podcast, you should have a good cross section of all of those kits in your library, right? So yeah, be like, sure to stop by uh, fluxwithit.com. My man Flux, Ken Flux Pierce. Uh, yep. He's done sound design for Arturia and like, you know, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of places, a lot of people and makers consult Ken on their stuff before they put their stuff out. Go, go cop that 8-bit dip joint. 8-bit dip is brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah, go cop 8-bit dip. And then he got 
some other stuff that you know I'm we're gonna have to push them in the background to finally get those things out to you because we always doing a lot of different things. But uh, eight yeah. bit dip is brilliant. I mean, it's eight bit drums, and then he has this whole comprehensive library of stuff. I mean, um, um, I can't remember the name of it, but Ken has taken you know field recorders to all kinds of steel yards and crazy rooftops and stuff and recorded all kinds of industrial sounds and put that it in a sample pack <laughs> to get all that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and so, and while I'm at it, this is the Beat People podcast. Make sure you stop to beatpeople.com and cop things like analog boom bap, where it's a, a blend of analog drums and boom bap type acoustic sample type drums layered together to create analog boom bap or the chicken kit or, you know, just different things like that. A lot of different breaks and stuff and still hold up that that uh vinyl again oh yeah so we got this on our site we got the breaks collective this is our first volume and these are all you know drum breaks that we played you know what i'm saying because we're, we're all drummers mm-hmm. um and yeah man just some fat beats for y'all man all right, on vinyl you know with the yeah yeah you know what i'm saying hey Corey. definitely cop those that's the Breaks Collective, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Hey, Corey. Yeah. What's up? It, it, it's been real. I got a boogie, guys. Okay. But yeah, we wrapping up. It's always a pleasure. Stoney's always, always a pleasure. pleasure to talk I mean, follow me. Follow me at Stoney's Music. Right. Everything is there. In uh, Stoney's World. Check out Stoney'sWorld.com. Yeah. You're on Pyramind, right? Huh? You're on Pyramind, too, right? Yes, I'm on Pure Mind also. Um, so, you know, for those producers who are, you know, trying to uh, get their chops tight and for producers who are already established and want to learn some new stuff at different platforms, just go to my website and you'll see everything there. Everything that you need to know about me and following me, just go to stonysworld.com and, and check me out. Word. Thanks for coming on, Stony. But I'm going to see Shout out to the you guys fam. later. Bye. All right. Yo. Peace. See you later, Stony. See you, Stony. Right, peace. Hey, I'm gonna be hopping off of here too, because um, I'm I'm deep in construction. Um, so uh, let me let me do the ugly mug for a hot second. So yeah, this is I just installed this guy behind me. <laughs> Look at you um, multitasking. He's doing podcasts about audio stuff and putting in water heaters and stuff at the same time. Yeah, man, this is uh, it, it's a project over here, man. Uh, so we we took this house down to the studs and. The studio is going to be amazing, and I'm really looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, um, I definitely look forward to catching up with everybody uh, probably next week. I think we're going to do a show also. Yeah. Yep. We're going to do yeah, a show. So I'll be. I'll actually probably be um, at a synthesizer meetup at Temple University in Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm going to try and broadcast from there. Dope. Um, as far as as far as my channel and everything, it's been kind of slow goings over there because of this project. So because I've been doing so much work over here, I haven't had too much free time to, um, you know, keep up on my site and all that. So I ask people to kind of bear with me. Um, but I, I am still putting out some products. I just put out 8-Bit Dipped, which is a, a pretty pretty dope little sample pack. Um, and I still have all the other stuff up at shop.fluxwithit.com. And uh, fluxwithit.com has like all kinds of videos and content and that kind of stuff. But new stuff that'll be coming out hopefully next week. I got to get with my uh, graphic designer 
at Prime Designs. So Word. shout out to Rod over at Prime Designs. And mm-hmm. once I get that stuff done, I'll be able to put it out and people can check that stuff out. So that'll be a new product called uh, Brutus Drums, which is all analog drums based around the drum brute and a few other analog drum machines. So definitely worth checking out. So it's a good show though, man. Thanks for uh, having me on again. And um, yeah, thanks for coming, man. You know, you know, you know, you got to be there. Hey, we got to, you know, we got to talk about we, what we're doing on KnobCon. We got to talk about that. Yeah, soon. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work out details in KnobCon because I've been focused on this place. But um, yeah, KnobCon, Nam. Mm-hmm. We got to get. Oh, get Nam is going to be ready. great this year, guys. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. No, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, all right, I'll talk to you all later, man. Peace. Hey, you, peace, Ken. And- oh wait, hold on, hold on. I got, I got to do it this way again. Remember. Oh yeah! I got in trouble last time I did it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's people outside of like the East Coast that that differently. So yeah. I got to go that way. Yeah, that's <laughs> All right, man. All right Peace. Man. So D still, um, as Bob Hope would say, I'm so glad we spent this time together. Yeah, I need to. Oh man, yeah, brother. I'm just today. I'm taking it easy, man. I've been working hard. Uh, you know, MSX. We got um got a couple of things happening that are really really awesome and just really blessed to be able to work on stuff that we just uh enjoy doing and work with good people good companies and uh yeah Word, go get that low fi melodics three go get that fly low drums oh uh, and, and speaking of that not not only are y'all releasing these kits like why i mean but what's so crazy about the way y'all doing it man it used to be like Part two will come out next year or at the end of the year. Y'all like part one this month, part two at the end of the month, part three next month. (laughs) I love that. Well, one thing that we always speak amongst ourselves is that we would never put out something that we wouldn't buy ourselves. Right, right. And um, when it comes to the lo-fi stuff, you know, I remember talking to, you know, M Simp about it. I'm like, look, man, I'm on this stuff. I'm making these kind of beats right now. And then we just all got into that zone. Mm-hmm. You know, we all got into that zone. You know, we all started listening to that sort of music, being very inspired by it, loving the textures, loving yeah. all the stuff that comes with it. And we just started making all this content. Mm-hmm. And we're like, man, we just want to share it with our community. That's what's up. Um, and that's something that every product we make is because we're very passionate about it. Word, word. You know, and it comes through. It comes through in the product. It comes through in the way. Not, I mean, from the graphic design to the quality of the product, it comes through. Like it's also, also Corey. We're still in the community of producers. We're not just dudes that just make sounds. Word. And, and sell it to people. Dude, I, you know me. I'm a working producer and mixing engineer. This mm-hmm. is what I do. Like. And for me, sharing sound, selling sound kits is not about actually selling the sound. Mm-hmm. It's about selling our process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or, and that that's makes total sense. That, and that's why we share so much of how we do stuff, because we want to bring people into the zone of the idea creation. And we're just like, hey, you can do this, too. Mm-hmm. This is why we post. This is why if you go to my channel on Instagram you always see me showing how I'm doing something. Right, right. You always see, and even though it might be funny and crazy and I might be doing stupid stuff with my dog, 
I'm always showing that part of, well, this is what I'm using to do this. And people are like, well, how are you doing this glitch stuff? Well, I'm using this. I'm using my iPad. I'm using this. I'm using mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm giving people a, a peek of the process. And then later we'll come out with these kicks where they can add it all up from seeing our process, from seeing MSIMP using the micro granny and using all these other things where you see the end product in our kits. Right, right, right. So people actually see how the kits are made. Mm-hmm. It's like getting you know? a peek and it's like, it's like watching a cooking show because you getting, yeah. you know, the process, but it, and at the end you actually get the product. That's and that's one doing. thing that, especially in, in the producer community for a long time, there was a lot of keeping secrets to yourself mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. how you do things. And we really don't believe that because we feel like, well, if we are here to build the community, mm-hmm. not to ostracize it. Right, right, and right. For us, we're just like, look, your brain is not the same as my brain. So if I show you how to do something, I know you're going to interpret it in a completely different way. Because that's true. That That's the key. So, so people get scared about sharing information like that and sharing knowledge because they feel like, oh, well, that'll take away what's special from what I do. And it doesn't because you share techniques and how you do things and then people end up doing what they do. Even if they're doing the technique similar to what you do, their creative process, we all create differently. Because music does not come from technique. Music comes from your life. So right. you're always going to interpret something based on your context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for, for me, a minor seven chord might sound different than a minor seven chord for you because it emotionally responds in a whole different way for you. Right, right. So that's why we're going to make music different because we both live two separate lives. That's what's up. That's what's up. That yep. Go behind, you know, the music that we make. So that's why I tell people I'm, I'm you know, I'm a I'm a loving husband. I'm a loving dog owner. I have a good life. So my what music. Yo, dude, my music comes from that place where my, my focus is my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of my music is built around making people feel good, bringing people together you know, doing all this stuff. And that's what some other dudes, all they, all they do is make music about gangster life because that's their life. That's their life. Well, see, that's, you know the, that's the other thing. That's, that's why you got so many different types of hip hop in itself, right? When you listen to East Coast hip hop, it's like, I think Andre 3000 said that before. And we've had talked about this before. Like you listen to East Coast hip hop, it sounds like tall builders and timbers and concrete. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You listen but, to West Coast hip hop and it sounds like more freely creative maybe and and like kind of airy and sunny and a little more even if it ain't talking about happy subject matter all the time you know what i mean that, that's but what, here's that's why what shows doing. like this here's why shows like this are real important because we teach people to gravitate towards whatever equipment speaks to them right word, and word. by that it creates a workflow for them mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And then the music is interpreted interpreted based on their life experience. That's real. That's why, that's why I hate when people ask me, hey, what do you use to do this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I use this, but it might not necessarily work for you because mm-hmm. you might not be able to add as good as me or you might not be able to count as good as me or you might not be able to do these things because I'm a drummer. Yeah. I have certain advantages that you don't. Yeah, yeah. So when I think about the electron machines, I'm like, you know what? It might actually work for me because... I'm a drummer and I think a certain way. So rhythm already comes naturally to me a certain way. Chords, I don't need a machine that generates chords for me because I know music theory. Yeah, yeah, you th- you know theory and you play. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I know what yeah. I'm playing. So I don't need that feature in a machine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I know what I'm playing. And that's why I'm like, 
equipment has to match the person. That's it. And then two, and once you get so into your own workflow and your own style of music, like for me, like, okay, I use a Digitech or I could use the MPCX. I'm pretty much going to sound like B-Boy Tech on whichever one of those boxes that I get on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it may be some things that may be a little more enhanced on that one versus on this one because mm-hmm. maybe they have different ways of working and it may cause me to think a little different. But at the end of the day, you're going to get me, right? Like that's... Well, that's why I was asking you those questions about the Digitech when we were on Marco Polo. I'm like, well, can I play polyphonic chords? Because I already know how how I sample. Mm -hmm, I know mm -hmm. that I'm going to bring one note in and I'm going to want to play chords versus triggering chords. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I know the way my mind thinks about music and harmony. So I'm just like, well, if it can't do that, that's why I'm really interested in the octatrack. Cause I'm like, well, maybe that has the advantage where I can sample in one thing and the polyphony is in a, in a certain way. Yep. Yep. You know, that's, these are things that I feel people need to ask these questions more to themselves when they're buying equipment. Like, does this piece of equipment go along with the way that I think about making music? We should explore or, this. Yeah. We should explore it a lot more yeah. on another show and make that like dedicated to the whole show, because that's yeah. the stuff that I think when it comes to being and it's only it's this is not only like uh, musicians or beat makers that are beginning, but. Cats that may find themselves in a lull or cats that are just looking to kind of expand to do different things. You got to kind of it's it's mental, too. It's not just, you know what I mean? The the gear and the equipment. It's really mental. It's about how you work. It's how you plan to work, What how you learn, how you expand. That's why why this thing right here, I'm telling you, is the future. You know why? Because kids don't associate phones with buttons anymore. The first thing they do is they touch a screen. And that's the new interface for new kids growing up now so you think about a 20 year old 20 years from now the only tactile experience he's gonna have is a, a touch surface yeah flat surface touch screen right, he's right. Have a flat surface touch screen so that might be relevant to him and he's gonna look at an mpc like what's why, that why do we need to do that yo speak hold on <laughs> so i was uh with with my uh my niece's daughter so does that make her uh-huh. my great niece uh, maybe i don't know yeah, I don't know how those things go. So my nieces do it. One of my nieces, one of my younger nieces, I'll say. And uh, one of the things I like to do when people come and uh, uh, come and visit me in California is we go to model homes because that's yeah. sort of a hobby of ours. Sometimes we like that's to cool. visit model, model homes that inspires me in certain ways. You know, when you got something to reach for and dream for, like you'd be inspired. Yeah. Right. So we went and there was a, a turntable in like the man cave room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she was like, oh, got one of them old school things in there. <laughs> right. Oh, what are these big CDs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and she looked at it and she was like, what do they call it? I said, that's a turntable, a record player. And she's like, what's this thing on it? Like, that's the record. That's vinyl. And she's like, how's it work? So I'm sitting there, I'm explaining how it works. And I thought that was so cool. But to your point, that's the way it's going to be 15, 20 years from now when the touch screen generation uh, looking back at that stuff and even further looking back at like stuff with a bunch of knobs and a bunch of tactile experience because it's it's a different experience and yeah. so it, it influences the way you create and and stuff that we think about that we need you know they're not even going to be thinking about that kind of stuff you know what I mean because yeah. they'll have different ways to do that stuff it's a different way of interfacing with the same concept mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's something that we, us as grown men, we just have to, we have to embrace it and we have to, and if we want longevity in our careers and we want, we want to keep growing, we have to embrace the technology because what happens is at the end of the day, we have to pass on the torch and teach somebody something. And we have to teach it to them in a language that they're going to understand. Mm -hmm. The fact that schools provide you with iPads now means kids ain't reading books no more. They're reading PDFs. (laughs) Right, right. You understand they're reading PDFs. The fact that there's video courses Mm -hmm. means that they're reading less books and watching more content on YouTube. The the interfacing of education with music and creation is all going towards that. So I feel, like I said earlier in the show, the new iPad has four gigs of RAM it's six cores. It's more powerful than most processors in these standalone machines that all we day. have. Yep, all day. So the fact that I'm waiting till somebody ports Ableton to iOS or somebody ports the actual real machine software to iOS mm-hmm. and the real MPC 2.0 software to iOS because it can actually run on this thing. It sure can. I mean, yeah, it's more powerful than most stuff that's out there. And then when you when you talk about buying vintage gear, the kind of power if you even want to say the word power when you've mentioned some of that vintage stuff compared to what's available now in the palm of your hand is crazy and that's why and and I'm gonna mention this um uh for those that are still with us and listening um that's why I'm excited about the show that we're gonna do later in the month for Beatmaker 3 so just so y'all know what we I just set it up where the panel are all gonna get copies of Beatmaker 3 and we're all going to use Beatmaker 3 like a week leading up to the show. And then it's just going to be a show all about Beatmaker 3 and creating and making beats on our own the, our own way that we make beats, but with Beatmaker 3 and just discuss it. And we'll play some of the beats and it's just going to be all. And that is a whole different experience because that is the touchscreen experience. And that's an app that probably is going to be leading the pack in creating that next you know what I mean? Like we said, if they could do something where they had like a push two type of thing for Beatmaker three, that's next yeah. level, man. That's what's well, up. dude. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not old, but I am old school. I'm one of those dudes that like, I'm like, hey, I need me some buttons because yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't know, it's just me. But like I was talking about earlier, like, why am I gonna have twelve touchscreens when I can have the best touchscreen on an iPad? And just use this for all my X, Y stuff. Dude, we've been, you know this, we've been experimenting with all the effects on the iPad, you know, and that's a game changer because, dude, I got one of those iConnectivity MIDI 2 joints. Right. um, And I can send MIDI from my iPad to my DAW and vice versa. I could even send audio from Ableton, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Send audio from Ableton and process it in a reverb app in my, That's crazy. in my iPad <laughs> and then send it back to Ableton. Right. So now I'm using my iPad as a plugin, which makes this an actual hardware effects device. Yeah, yeah. Which is next level. And, that, and that's the kind of stuff level. like that actually you could show people enough of that stuff where they'll look at the people will start to look at the iPad as something totally like, whoa, I've never even thought about trying to do it that way. And it's not difficult. It's not difficult. And the the effects that are on the iPad are much more reasonably priced than what you would buy a VST or a hardware unit. I just I bought the other day I bought the audio damage EOS 2 reverb for the iPad. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yep. These algorithms were made by the people at Valhalla DSP. Word. Yeah. I have all their other reverbs, but I'm like, man, now I could send some of my actual hardware devices latency free to this reverb and then to my computer. Word. Now this is the actual insert and send in Ableton. Yeah. 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 So Crazy. that's. And for pennies on the dollar on top of that. Pennies on the dollars because the the big joint cost what fifty nine bucks and I bought the the EOS two for five bucks Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the iPad and it sounds as good. That's what's up. And you just sold it because I'm about to go get it. (laughs) (laughs) I think so far they've already dropped like four plugins. They have the the Rough Rider compressor, Mm -hmm. they have the the distortion wave shaper, okay. and they have the EOS too. Oh, Dub Station just came out too. Dope, dope. Yeah, so, bro, that's crazy. That's what's it's up. A, it's, a new, it's a new day, brother. Like we, there's no excuses to make horrible sounding music. Because if on your phone you can make some dope stuff, then you straight. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and the thing is, the only your only. The only thing that'll hold you back is your imagination and where you could take it. Because if you can't imagine that you can do it or if you don't take it seriously, like looking at something that's in the palm of your hand, like an iPhone or even now the uh, Androids or iPad and stuff. If you look at that and think like, yo, I can't rock with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get crazy there. Android yeah. still got a ways to catch up. Well, they've come a long ways, too. But hey, on that note, man, let's uh, this show is is uh we could stick a fork in it because we're gonna call oh, it yeah, done and we're so gonna much. come back at a uh another show we got some stuff coming up next week and the following week that's gonna be dope i'm excited about so yeah man thanks for joining the show as per usual oh, anytime, man. that's what's up man and uh to people that were in the chat thanks for stopping by doc and uh john and masada and steve and all the people that stopped by thanks for chatting with us and, and rocking with us and all the people that's viewing yeah, and people that will view this uh be sure to stop by support us and uh we see you next week steve baker we need to talk brother yeah steve baker with the cases <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right peace, peace. i'm gonna end the show all right cool all right man it's a wrap um Don't, man. Good yeah. show, man. That was a great show, actually. Yeah, appreciate you, man, bringing that stuff.